go. Ready. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Combat Podcast. It is Hollywood Matt Connolly with the double bicep. It is in the contract. It is a legal requirement. Every single time that I appear on camera, we are just covering our legal bases. If you'd like your contract emailed to you, send us a letter. We'll send it out to you. Our co-host, co-pilot, co-founder of the Daily Combat Podcast, the winner of the Dave Stockbridge of the Year Award, apart from the early 90s when you did get pipped by Vince Cosimo and Vince Ronaldo. Mm. Uh, a good year, a couple tough. of years for Vince's. Uh, but you did pick up the Hair Machine of the Year Award. Hair so Machine. That did make up for it. Uh, it's the Master of Disaster, the Thunderlips, uh, Ultimate Male, uh, Count of Monte Cristo. It is, in fact, Dave Stockbridge. <laughs> Uh, and our special guest today is somebody who's been involved in the fitness industry for decades, has a wealth of experience, has been running her own gym for a long period of time, uh, very successful in the fitness industry, is currently the head judge for the ICN, I Compete Natural Bodybuilding Competition in South Australia. Uh, it is, in fact, Esther Pittistic. Yay! Welcome yeah. to the hey, podcast. Welcome. Hey. Wow, this is pretty cool. I sound great there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to take you everywhere with me. <laughs> yeah, just, just open stores, starts <laughs> the announcement. Yeah, as Presenting as the <laughs> amazing. Yeah. As long as I don't have to flex, that's all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not something that I made up and started oh. doing by myself. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's in the contract. Know. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as we're saying, you've, you've been running uh, Olympic Muscle and fitness yes. uh, for all, what has it been like it's 20 years or something? Just 20 years. I think wow. it'll be 21 coming up. Yeah. Wow. I lost amazing. count after 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so I trained there, obviously, I was there for four years. Um, well, a while I think ago. it was a bit longer than four years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, good gym, good culture. Yeah. And that yeah. was one of the things that really stood out to me was that everyone that was there was interested in training um, and very friendly. And you, really promoted that sort of aspect of it that people are, you know, um, there to be welcomed and it's like, you know, there's a, there was a, like an underground wealth of knowledge <laughs> for the bodybuilding scene. Of course. <laughs> that was not known anywhere else really because it is sort of a niche sport and, you know, in that era and even, I mean, well, 20 years ago, it was not as well known as it is now and there was definitely – uh, not many women, especially if they were competing 100%. or interested in the actual uh, aspect or the sport aspect of, of weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it has exploded, especially in the last probably five years. We've seen this enormous growth in, I would say, mostly like the women's divisions have come up huge. You've got your bikini, your, your figure, your fitness. Yeah. There's so many different divisions that, that are popping up and evening stuff. Evening and angels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's definitely, um, I mean, the boys have grown a little bit as well because we've got the men's physique class and we've got the um, fitness class as well. But, mm. but bodybuilding, I think, just dropped off a little bit. Mm. I just got with the microphone, if you just move it yeah. like nice and close to your mouth. Yeah, perfect, because it just yeah. drop it off a little bit. But, um, yeah, uh, so as you said, they've added the um, – extra classes in for the men for the classic physiques uh yeah. and um there, there's fitness and then there's men's physique as well yeah what's the difference there short, okay. short. Yeah, i think much. it is I think you're right pretty much um and slightly different posing so for a fitness guy it's meant to be a bit more like um a beach body someone who looks good on the beach mm. muscle quite lean um, nice to find abs, and then the men's physique is probably a little bit bigger in between the fitness and the bodybuilding. 
and they wear the shorts and then obviously the bodybuilding. And the difference with classic physique is that anyone or any male can enter classic physique, but just the posing is very different, very mm. that old artistic classic Frank Zane kind mm. of posing. Mm. Mm. More based on aesthetics as opposed to... And, and they really want that tiny waist. Mm. And, and what was your first introduction to the to the world of weights and oh, well, gyms? Oh, well, back way back in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to the gym and when I left school, my mum took me to the gym mm-hmm. and um, got me a three-month membership because obviously... What was her motivation in doing that? She just did it for fitness and she actually went to a gym. It was a gym, not just group fitness classes. It was actually a little small gym and um, like an I old school gymnasium yeah. where there was you know yeah. some dusty weights in the corner. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. And um, the man who ran it was funny enough a marathon runner, huh. and um, he was probably a bit like me, just really old school, just loved it. And um, he just showed me a magazine. It was back in the day. It was an Instagram. It was <laughs> magazines. Yeah. And it had old school. Um, Bodybuilders like Rachel McLeish, which is the first Miss Olympia, wow. um, Corey Everson, and all that. I go, wow, I want to do that. Mm. Wow! So it was immediately laying eyes on the aesthetic of these uh, yeah. uh, old school classics physiques yeah. that got your got got your fire yeah. going for for weights. And then I just kept buying all the magazines. Do they even have magazines anymore? I don't uh, know. I know Flex is still around. Yeah. Yeah. Is Flex still going? I don't know. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Really? maybe just hanging on. Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to get um, muscle and fitness in shape, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, and then I left that gym and um, trained at Paramount for a while. Oh yeah. And then I went to a gym in the city because the lady who owned this it was a female only gym. Her name was Irene Nicole, and she was one of Australia's top bodybuilders at that time. Mm-hmm. Kind of aligned myself with her, so I could learn about the sport and. And then, so, um, so how old were you when you when you first started doing weights? Or the first I was time 15, you went? Fifteen. Fifteen. Wow. That's really young, uh, male or female, to be really getting yeah, into the iron game. These days, it's getting to be a bit more norm. Mm. But mm. back in that day, absolutely, yeah, pretty and unheard of. But you, you weren't going there to kind of get an Instagram butt or anything, you know. <laughs> you, you, but you, you were going there to, to lift weights. Like the, the, this is the difference. You were going absolutely. there to kind of you were looking at the magazine, thinking, "How do I get muscles like that?" Hundred percent. Which it, which is w- would have been unusual. And how as you're explaining this to your friends, like what what's the reaction to? People around you as you start saying, you know what, I'm going to look like that chick over there. Uh, just the they probably all thought I was a bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how did you do? You remember how people were reacting and what, what how that was making you feel at the time to this newfound desire to be this muscular woman? I guess because I kind of always around gyms, it was kind of not as frowned upon. Okay. Um, but so your world was very much the gym once you'd locked in at 15. Yeah. Like that became your that became your world. world. So you're you're in this accepted safe space where mm. you know people want you to get massive as well the only difference was most females back then would have been doing group fitness there yeah. wasn't a lot in the gym mm-hmm. they would have been and look to be honest i did group fitness as well i wore the leg warmers <laughs> oh nice i, I, wore the I always liked <laughs> the mea, i like the leotard on the outside 100%. of the sports shorts that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I used to wear that now just underneath clothes <laughs> so just, just so i can feel That's it so good yeah. that was i don't i still don't understand that why, you know why would you do that <laughs> but your butt looked really good doing that. Ah, yeah, yeah so you had the G string on top, and it made your butt look good. They, they were oh, very much the early, early days of lycra being applied to, yeah. uh, you know, to fashion. And I still think it's funny. Though. Like if you <laughs> see videos from back then, you're like, "What are you doing?" But it does make you <laughs> it, 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 instantly. You look more like a superhero, right? You know that that's yeah. the thing. Pants you just don't outside. have your own logo. Yes. 
You know, yeah. if you've got your pants on the outside and a logo, you're a superhero. <laughs> Without logo, you're just a gym junkie. Did you so. ever? Did you ever have one of those hyper color T-shirts that would change? I, I couldn't afford one. I always yeah. wanted one, and I remember being at Marion, and a guy that was walking in front of me had one, and I was like, "Oh, they're doing uh, the shirts." Uh, <laughs> Never no. had one. I, re- I remember the moment in 1986 where I was on a bus and a kid walked on, and you can only knew because it was hot, right? And he was sweating, and so that was the color change yeah. in the shirt. And I thought, yeah. wow, that's that's technology. It was so cool. We, we're gonna, we're gonna where be, are those we, shirts? We are Why have be, they not? We're gonna be flying in cars soon because now shirts can decide yeah. their own color depending on how uh, warm. I want to bring them back. I wonder if they still got them. I'm surprised <laughs> I haven't seen them for a long they'd time. They'd be out there as a nostalgia buyer. You'd be able to buy. Yeah. It. I yeah. reckon on the internet you'd be able to find it yeah. somewhere. I think they come free with cans of RC cola. <laughs> and Dr. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so you, you've started uh, this, this whole journey really young at 15, mm-hmm. 16. And, and so, uh, and as a young woman, you're growing as well and you're, you're putting on muscle and, and stuff and, and entering your adult world as a muscular woman at a time where there wouldn't have been too many muscular women, young women not in particular around. walking around. Not at all, not at all. And did um, you feel like you were different? Um. Look, I'm always thinking I'm a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. It wasn't the um, muscles. It, it was wasn't everything <laughs> else. Um, yeah, no, like I said, I just was pretty determined and I don't – not to say that I don't really care about what people think, but I've been really lucky and fortunate that people around me always understood really and, and really supportive and accepting of what I did. Maybe didn't always agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, most of my friends and my friends support – and even my work people were always really, really supportive and kind of knew – I mean, I competed for oh, nearly 20 years, actually. So Incredible. I started off in – I did two bodybuilding shows mm-hmm. and then I went and did competitive aerobics for many years. So mm-hmm. that was a bit of a flip. Then I came back and did the Miss Fitness comps, which was kind of um, running the bodybuilding um, competition, but it was a mishmash. So you had an aerobic dance routine as well as your bikini round, and then you had to do a... That would have been the one for you. That was the one I was doing. (laughs) And it would have been good for you because you got to do a speech on your philosophy on fitness. So it was a bit like Miss World. There you go. Wow, what well, you lost on the on yeah, the bikini round, you right. would have made up on the speech. <laughs> it would have been good. Yeah, and, and I did that for a few years, and then that actually scared a lot of competitors off because um, a lot of ex gymnasts and ex aerobic world. We were lucky in Australia; we had a few world aerobic champions, and they competed in that sport. So everyone goes, "Ooh, I'm not going against them." Little freak out. Mm. So then they kind of broke it up, and now which has created the fitness and the sports model, which we have now with the girls. Mm. And um, and then I went back to bodybuilding. And I did that five years and then I competed at uh, international level, came fifth in the world and I thought, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that was the swan song. That was, well, I turned 40 at that time so I'm just there wow. like, that'll be it. Like, and, I, and I really gave 120% to that show and I just didn't know if I had anything else to give. Yeah, so you felt like you left it all out on the, on the stage that night. Well, that, that it was kind of like I'd hate to, I actually qualified to go to Greece the next year because I finished top five, qualified an automatic qualification for the next year. And I thought, do I risk it? I could come last. Mm. At least I finished fifth. Mm. Well, That's I amazing. could have got, got better, but you, mm. you just never know. Yeah. yeah. That was in figure, the women's yeah. figure. Yeah. 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 And it's quite funny because now I look at my physique and I probably would be more of a fitness model than a figure girl because even like the sports just progressed. Mm. Yeah. It has changed a lot. Yeah. And it's interesting because you're running your stage one posing classes now as yep. well at Olympic, mm. uh, people that are looking at competing, um, uh, you're sort of directing and it's like, you know, you are from the head judge position. It's like, well, yeah. I am the one that's going to be judging you. Yeah. <laughs> so this is how you need to pose for these particular types of 
divisions if you're going to enter yeah. this. Uh, but is it you've had people that have turned up and that maybe they say, I don't know which one I, I should enter? And Yeah, a lot. A lot. We get that a lot. And um, sometimes it's really hard because especially I'll say the girls – they have the heart setting on a particular category. We go, oh, you're not really suited. You're more to that category. Oh, mm. but we want to do this category. And you sort of – and I said, well, it's up to you, but let the clouds fall on the day. Yeah. You know, if you want to you, – you know, and I think that's the one thing that I think people either need to decide if they want to – if they've got their heart dead set on competing on that particular category, will then keep training towards and that look for that category mm. rather than getting upset. Because I look at it this way. Do you want to spend all day – and compete. Well, we had a perfect example. Three or four years ago, we had a girl that wanted to do bikini, and she was a figure athlete, mm, mm. and she fought us on it. We talked her into doing it, and she ended up winning figure overall. Mm. So, mm. so she had a great day, right? Or she could have had a really bad day. Did she thank you in the in the acceptance speech? Well, I think she should have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that's how that's how different, you know. And is that just a matter of being objective enough to be able to look at somebody and say, well, you know what, these are your attributes, these are your gifts, this is where you, this is the category you're, you're best fit for, yep. where your 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 physiology is a better fit for that. That's where you will enjoy more success. Um, and, and why do you think people can't see that in themselves as, as objectively? Um, do you think they I, see a picture of somebody else and think that's where I'm, I'm goal orientated towards? I want to look like I think that some person? of it's they don't really look at themselves. Uh, quite objectively they mm. either think they're better than what they are or they don't think they're quite as good as what they are I think there's that kind of that objective that yeah. they're not really and also too I mean I'm really looking at it from a judge's point of view yes um, that'll be a big difference um, I think a lot of the time people compare themselves to who they see on Instagram yeah um, and I even had a girl argue with me the other couple of seasons ago about posing and she wanted to pose this way and I go that's okay for Instagram but not on stage mm. you know it's very different so I think there's part of that. They'll go, oh, we saw so-and-so and we're not as good as them. Yeah. And I go, yeah, but you just – people, what they post, they're always going to post their best pictures, right? Right, yeah. Mm. They're going to wait till they get that right angle, but when they're on stage, you don't have that opportunity to go, hang on, I just want to stand in the right angle for me to judge you. Mm. Yeah. Just, you know, you're very out in front of everyone, very exposed is probably the word I'm using. Mm. So, so when you started at such a young age, did, did you know straight away right there and then that you were going to be competing at some point? And, and how long before you did eventually compete? Um, like I said, my first comp would have been 22. You were 22. So yeah. you had a lo reasonably long uh, preparation, so really good foundation. Yeah. And uh, so um, and, and what led you to finally dip your toe in the water at 22 and not do it any sooner? Because um, these days, a lot of young people that start something six months later, they want to be the best in the world and, yeah. and whatnot. That's yeah. all it takes. Six so months. You, you know, <laughs> if only. Yeah. Um, and then they get disappointed with the result they get. Right. Mm. Yeah. We didn't get our pro card. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, What's that's going right. on? This is rigged. Rigged. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody judges. How many times have I heard that? I look great on Instagram. The filters make the job. Got a real life I filter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. Um, Back in that day too, you coached yourself. Yeah. So we didn't have coaches and stuff. So a lot of it was a learning experience for you to see how you could. And, you know, as a, I did align myself with Irene, but, you know, back in the day, they wouldn't give you information. They wouldn't want to give competitors information. Whereas uh -huh. this day, you just go, hey, pay me and I'll tell you what you want to know. Yeah. You know, it's a completely different ball game. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was really hard to get some of that low down, that great information about mm – -hmm 
how to prepare, how to diet, how to yeah. uh, dehydrate and then rehydrate yeah. and how to do all of those things yeah. safely. And, and it, it, so that was really trial and error for, for a 100%. period of time as you were going through all of, all of that, even with uh, some world-class mentors around. Mm. And, and so uh, how did those early competitions go for you? Um, look, I can't remember that far ago. I mean, I, <laughs> I wouldn't have won. I didn't probably win until... Probably got seconds and thirds. Yeah. But like I said, the standard was completely different to what it is now. It was much, much higher back then. That's <laughs> of course. Say. Yes, yes. No, so seconds, <laughs> second and thirds. And, well, here's even a funny thing. Supplements. Yeah. Like back in my day, supplements, protein powder. It was Mega that Mass was 2000 yeah. and then they came out with 3000. <laughs> and Which you just went and got because <laughs> there was an extra thousand of something in That's there. That's right. Calories, I think. Yes. <laughs> Sugar. <laughs> Sugar. <laughs> and then the big thing was... Creatine, Metacel, yeah. Metacel. That was wow. the product of the day, you know. Yeah. So whereas now it's just like take this. Oh, there's so this. many. I mean, the list is this long, yeah. isn't it? Most so people don't know what they do as well. Like I get people where I'm working at the moment, they'll come up to the counter with. I need a say, cell volumizer. Yeah, yeah, or nitric oxide, something or <laughs> other. This, you know, and they'll say just with creatine. I'll put creatine down. Oh, do you know what creatine does? No. Yeah. Why? Are you, why are you buying it? Oh, um, somebody I need, said I to need get a it. stack for my pre-workout. <laughs> yeah, well, talking to coaches um, and supplements, um, there was a I girl. I need branch chains and free forms. Yeah, that's before, right. one for after. Yeah, that's so right. you know anything. Um, a girl went into a shop to buy some protein powder because her, her coach had told her to get this particular protein powder and chocolate. Right. And when she went in there, she saw that there was, oh, just say for argument's sake, cookies and cream. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh no, no, I better get chocolate. My coach told me to get chocolate. And the salesperson said, but it's exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, it's just the flavour. And she thought about it. No, I better get no, the chocolate. I'm getting wow. chocolate. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm not going back. I'm not going I'm back not with going cookies back. and cream. Yeah. Um, I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it does come down to that point. Like if your coach is telling you, hey, you need to do 10 sets of this or this or that, or you need to do 20 minutes on this and here and that, and it's like, okay, if I do all those things and then they say, go get the chocolate powder and you get the other one, it's like, oh, hang on. Like, are you listening to what I'm saying? Mr. Miyagi thing, you don't yeah. know if it's a test. It's like, oh. <laughs> you might not do anything Are you different. not doing all the other yeah. things that I also said exactly. to do? Exactly. Yeah, you're waxing off and waxing off or That's waxing right. on and waxing That's off. Right. What's going on That's here? That's right. Exactly. So yeah. so this is this is really interesting. So you kept at the sport even though you weren't necessarily enjoying, you know, immediate success. <laughs> and by the time you had your first win, you've almost been training there for, what, 10 years by that stage? Well, trust me, I actually cried on stage when I got my first, which was my last – I competed at States, I got four seconds in a row. When I got my fifth, I actually broke down and cried on stage. And I am not second, a crier. Mm. The second in a row? Did it was four seconds in four a row. Four seconds in a row. Wow. So when I got my final, f- uh, my first, I just broke down on stage and I was a mess. Did you trip the other girl over or something? <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how did that come about? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you kept going back. So you had four seconds and then... My uh, first... Your and first win. went to nationals and got third. I went to nationals every year. Every year I went to nationals just because I think it's a really great experience. To get on the big stage mm. and 100%. see how you, you And fit. it's like anything. You know, if you compete at SANFL and go to AFL, it's a big jump. You see that. Mm. Yeah. That's the same thing with, you know, nationals. It's just a great experience to go over there and just sort of see where you're at. Yeah. Mm. You know, and you can win a state title here and come fifth at nationals. Yeah, that's right. Especially if you've done all that. Never dieting. happened to me, but <laughs> <of those. laughs> all the dieting and everything, and you've gotten into stage um, 
uh, condition for the state titles. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, the Nationals is next week. And it's like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. but you're already here. Like, you've got one more week. Like, mm-hmm. we might as well do it. Yeah. Just don't eat for another week. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Well, <laughs> I've even had it where the girls that beat me here, I've beat it mm. Nationals yeah. three uh, weeks later because I might have looked better, they might have looked worse. Yeah. Different yeah. judges standing, even standing next to different people can make you look be- better or worse. Exactly, yeah. Bring yeah. out faults, things like that. Yeah, different lighting different stage 100 percent. Mm. And, and and what were your strengths as a as a as a bodybuilder uh, did you have certain body parts like um, hollywood <laughs> over here no, actually a- i've got two long levers <laughs> so my bicep peaks were never that great um i would say probably my midsection used to be pretty good and probably my back that was probably my thing and i always had to work on my legs and back in our day we used to wear g-strings so we didn't couldn't really hide anything like uh-huh. they can these days yeah, yeah. God, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, so the, the figure um, competition—it's basically—it's like it's almost swimwear in a way. The the, co- the costume that they're wearing in figure. The is figure is the bodybuilder. No, there's still the bikini, right? But it's just a g-string back when I competed. Yeah. And then about two years after that, they went more to the fuller briefs. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then and soon, soon it's just going to be like big nana pants. <laughs> so that's that's the innovation for 2022. They'll be tan, and they'll be right across the bum, right across the bum, and a little bit. Just a little bit of room. A little bit of Just a little bit of droop. A sag. Yeah. New, new for 2022. <laughs> yeah, Arnold, Arnold Classics. And new, cl- and new category. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nana pants category, yeah. Well, they did change the, the – for the men's classic, they've gone with the classic shorts. Yeah. Like the smaller brief almost in yeah. a way. Um, yeah. And then you've got, as you said before, is it fitness with the, the board shorts? Physique with the board shorts, yeah. Or physique with the board shorts, yeah. yeah. Is it men's fitness as well? Men's fitness, they wear the, like the same thing. That um, classic physique. Oh, okay, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then bodybuilding is... Um, trunks. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So um, what, what did you think when, say, Irene Adler was winning Miss Olympia? She won it, I think, eight years in a row, nine yeah. years in a row or something. Or yeah. maybe it was more than that. It might have been more. It might have yeah. been ten. I don't know. Yeah. But with with women's bodybuilding, that was the, the open and she was the champion and no one was ever going to beat her. She was unstoppable. <laughs> she was head and shoulders above everyone. Um, and it almost, in a way... Because they've 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 eliminated that division, destroyed now. the category. Yeah, in a way, because it's like well, I think it's a combination of things. Though I think, yeah, she obviously had her big run, but I think it's the size. Yeah, I think yeah. you know it's like a lo- even with men's bodybuilding. I mean, Arnold make his big speech, you know, with the men with the big guts, mm. and they don't mm. look aesthetically pleasing. And I think it's yeah. a bit with the girls too. I mean, how many girls really want to grow up and look like her? Exactly. You know, yeah. I think it's yeah. that attainable thing, and I think that's why with. Bodybuilding as such, mm. the men's physique and the classic physique is taking off because it's it's not that it's it's more achievable. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of like you know if you if you've trained for a long period of time and you and you discipline and everything, this is a category that you could do well in. Whereas mm. if you're looking at open bodybuilding, it's like well, pff, mm. unless you've genetically um, you know a, a gifted, you know now no matter how hard you're going to train, you're never going to look anywhere near that. Uh, even with the supplementation that could go along with it, it's like well these people are you know. <laughs> they're, they're not freaks, but like they're, they're a, one, a, a fraction of a percent of the population that mm-hmm, have yeah. this ability to get that much muscle. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you're looking at it going, oh, I'd want to be like that, it's like you're probably never going to get there. It, but it, it's really interesting because because you're dealing with that uh, that, that aesthetic of, of, of humanity. And so what, what you're looking for, like just generally speaking, is beauty's the beauty is the average, not the exception. And by that, if you've got an, an average nose, an average ears, average eye separation... 
um, average average head size, then you're probably going to be attractive. But if you've got a giant nose and giant pointy ears and 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 a, and a weird droopy mouth, well, you know what, you're probably not. You know? um, <laughs> Why are you staring at me? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking looking at Tito actually, but, um, but you know you, you, you probably you probably not, and, and because with arm wrestling, uh, sorry, with arm wrestling with bodybuilding, it, it you've got this uh, this aesthetic that there's uh, so many competing views as to what the optimal physique is, and then you've got this mainstream view and people that want and seek a, a physique that may be attainable for the average person. And uh, but bodybuilding was never really about that. It was it was always about finding the outlier and the freak and the and the and the person that was pushing the boundaries. And there's as a as a spectator of that of the sport, I love that aspect of it because yeah. for me that's the Formula One of of, of bodybuilding is yeah. seeing a big Rami or you know these 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 guys these mass monsters on yeah. stage that's the formula 1 mm. you know i can enjoy driving my my little honda around the city uh, it doesn't uh, and i can love it but uh, i'm not going to be lewis hamilton mm. you know yeah. and but people seemingly go oh that's terrible because i can't associate with being that big and they just can't yeah. see it from mm. okay that's the pinnacle yeah. and very fortunately, we've got the, these other levels of the sport now that are growing in popularity for that reason, that mm-hmm. the physiques may be more attainable. Not not really. No, you're still ridiculously hard. Yeah, yeah. just a suited particular genetic disposition that some people might think, oh, well, that, that might, I could maybe, if I suck my tummy in, I could maybe look a little bit more like that guy. <laughs> and so it's opening those doors now where, um, and, 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 and maybe better for the sport now that... Um, there's these other options that have now been presented to uh, ordinary people that yeah, are just kicking around a gym. That's you know? a good point. I think the main thing people need to remember is it's not a one-time sport, and I think that's what the difference, one big difference between when I competed to now is that you know I think it's only like 5% of bikini girls come back and do another show wow. after their first show. Now, that's a pretty low number, yeah. and I'd love to do a survey and say why, mm. um, just as a matter of interest. Um um, I know like lots of people do it just because they've turned 40, it's a bucket list, um, you know, and that's okay to have that as a why, mm. but then you can't, I feel, um, you probably shouldn't be disappointed with the result then mm. because no one's ever going to get, unless like you said, mm. you're a genetic freak, you're never going to get it right the first time. Yeah, yeah, mm. you exactly. Know? So um, I would really love to see more people do it again mm. at least two or three times. I think you need to. Why do you think people don't come back? Um, I think it's a lot of reasons. I think um, they don't really understand the. See, I guess that's the difference between me coaching myself. Mm-hmm. I went to like heaps of shows before I even stepped up on stage. Yeah. A lot of people I see have never been to a show. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's that's the first mistake I think. Mm. Um, I think they don't really understand what they're getting themselves in for and right. how hard it is going to be. Yeah, I think that's probably one thing. It is pretty extreme no lies about it mm-hmm. and um the people around you your friends and your family don't generally understand what you're doing yeah so that makes it quite hard as well um and i think that's just like lack of understanding lack of awareness mm. and then they get out of it and they may not have had the result that they wanted right um and then it's disappointment mm. and then putting the weight back on which mm-hmm. is a normal mm-hmm. i did a um uh training camp with Jen Hendershot. Now, she was a Miss Olympia uh, several years ago and she had in her wardrobe her normal clothes, mm-hmm. her mid-comp clothes and her comp clothes. Wow. Mm. 
And she said she always had the aim that she would just sort of sit on that mid-range, but she just ended up going back to it right. because it's just your, I think your body has a comfortable spot where it wants to sit. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just part of competing, but a lot of people have a lot of trouble accepting that after mm. comp prep. So when, when you when you finally broke through and you, you won on that fifth occasion, yeah. um, and, and did you go back again after that? Did you try no, to retire? That you, was that was about my twentieth year. That you was had it. Enough. Uh, that I, I got it. Took me twenty years to get there. Wow! <laughs> so, but you won in there. That's what's so amazing is so that you you didn't give up and yeah. you went and through and I, got I the real what, story of persistence. I came it? close that last year because we only had season B. In yeah. my time, there was only the one season. October, yeah. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, it came about the time where I usually would start prepping and my mum said to me, um, are you competing this season? And I'm just going, I don't know. Mm. I, I just had enough. Four seconds, I was just going, like, is this ever going to happen kind of mm. thing. And um, and she said, oh, why aren't you going to do it? Is it because of all the seconds? I'm going, yep, I'm just – don't know if I got enough to give. And she said, you can't retire or ever, never compete again on that. You mm. need to at least give it one more shot. So lucky I listened to her. Yeah. It paid off. But were, you, were you coming second to the same athlete or uh, was it? Two of them were. Yeah. So so there was real, there was lots of the three of you that it could have gone down to either yeah. of you on the day. Yeah. And then fifth time around, you made it your day. That's it. And how did that feel? <laughs> oh, like, like I said, I was just, I can't even describe it. How did mum feel? Oh, she, if you listen to her on the video, she's going, oh, that's my girl, that's my girl. <laughs> Terrific. And then so and did you have it in your mind that if you did win, you were going to retire? And if you didn't win or if you came mm. second, would you have come back I don't another know. year? I don't know because my main aim was to get to nationals and then to get to the Worlds, which was ah. – so I just sort of thought the next head, next ahead. And then once I got to the Worlds and came fifth – I think that's where I made my decision and just go, look, I think I need to sit on it, but I think enough's enough for now. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd take a year off, but then I got into judging. Mm. And um, So yeah. you tried to, you tried to get away from the sport, but <laughs> like the mafia of the sport just dragged, dragged <laughs> pulled you back in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, well, I, I thought it was like a really good opportunity to kind of give back a bit as well. Yeah. And um, – even like judging, I'm you know trainee judges. I know they love judging um, because it just gives them a different understanding of how it is from where we sit. You know, people sit in the audience and they're going oh la la la, and you know, or people even on stage. I was standing next to this guy and he did this and he looked like that or whatever. But when you're sitting on the judging table, very different. You are under a lot of pressure mm. because mm. we've got a time. We're on time. We mm. need to keep moving. Um, so it's a very different ball game being on that judging table and having eyes at the back of your head. Mm. And, and, <laughs> and and interestingly, like so, you've had that experience of being an athlete, and and, and like it, when it comes to first, second, and third, and a lot of bodybuilding competitions, it's it's only a matter of points. There's not a lot in in it often. Yeah. And as you revisit, say, some of those years where you did come second, have you rejudged them oh, yourself? Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, yes, and, I have. And, and how and, – and, and, and would, would you have the scores the five, same five as – Five firsts. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. What I'm trying to get Not to. Quite. Were you robbed? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's say the one definitely should have been she deserved to win and she was ended up being national champion that year. So All right, we'll give so that, we'll that one. She that can one. have that one. Um, <laughs> Two out of the other three, I would say... Questionable. Tossed up. Mm. And one, I 
think I should have won. Okay, so the judges might have got it. So that's interesting. Look, it's just how it is on the day, right? Yeah. Mm. And like when you're watching a video, you've got the time to watch the video and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and probably a little bit of a vested interest um, (laughs) to to spend a little bit of time on that video. But you know what? Freeze frame. But but interesting (laughs) that you did go back because there's a lot of performers that say, I'll never watch my performance. I'll never never go back to it once it's done. I don't like watching my video at all. I hate it. I hate it. But what, What made you revisit it? Was it out of a curiosity? Can I look at myself objectively and how do I judge myself? Yeah, I think once I started judging, I kind of just went, you know, I'm going to look at this and see how it is, Mm. you know. Um, Because obviously when you're emotional and you're annoyed about Mm. a situation, you're just going, oh, and you get all these people, you should have won, you should have won, and all this stuff, you know. And um, you kind of get wrapped up in the moment and the emotion. Mm. Then when Mm. you go back and look at it with a clear head, you might look at it a bit different. Shit, I should have won. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Um, <laughs> well, back in my day, we didn't have social media that we could bag the judges. Yeah, you could, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the only, there's only one happy person on that stage, and that's the winner. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty and, much. And, and during that time, so you, you've transitioned, um, you, you had that experience going to the Worlds. And firstly, you know, that, that uh, the, the Worlds were in Greece that year. No, they were in Perth. Oh, sorry, they were, they were in Perth. So yeah. how, how did that being able to walk on that stage was it quite a surreal moment after all of those years of preparing and yeah it was 25 I just stood there I go I can't even believe that I made it here yeah um that was pretty you know even just to stand on a stage like that it was pretty it was 26 weeks of dieting now you were that now you were that woman in the magazine all of a sudden pretty much something like that but yeah no it was I mean even now I sort of look back and go all the stuff that I've done like competition wise and Everything like that, and I go. I can't even believe that I actually did it. Mm. And mm. are you are you driven in the same way you are with with bodybuilding, or, or where with bodybuilding? Is that something that you, you, you per, that permeates in other areas of your life, or or is it kind of something you've just been able to harness it within the sport? I think I'm I'm pretty stubborn. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> okay. So I'm pretty stubborn anyway. Um, but yeah, look, competing does teach you a lot. And, um, you know, some people have bad experience with competing, but I think there's so much that you can learn. Um, I think if you can get through any, and that's competing in general, whether it's bodybuilding, whether it's tennis, mm-hmm. whether it's whatever, you're going to compete at some kind of level. You have to have some kind of discipline. Mm. Um, and I think that just teaches you a lot about life, about, you know, time management, mm. about being driven to get what you want to achieve. I just think it just teaches you so much. Yeah. Um, and in your example, you're able to teach so many people so much as well. Like even just in listening to this podcast, you know, I'm sure people go, I don't know if I would have gone back a fifth time, you know, yeah. if that's four times of no, that's four times a second, that's four times are not good enough. And yeah. after 25 years of training almost yeah. at that stage, you must have gone, well, how much more can I do? Yeah. But and you I turned think that up was one more thing, time. That was probably one of the things I thought when I retired. Um, have I got any more to give? Because mm-hmm. I was doing like three hours cardio a day. I was running my business. Yeah. I was doing this. I was doing that. So teaching 14 classes a week i was doing group fitness as well and then doing weights six times a week so i had a lot of pressure on myself and that was one of probably another defining factor have i got any more room to give to be better Mm -hmm. and and so uh, and after you retired from competition uh, how was it that you got into judging were you tapped on the shoulder or was it something that you pursued i actually approached um kim tansker who's runs icn here in adelaide Mm -hmm. and um said look i'd love an opportunity to judge and he goes cool put me on the judging table and then I think I judged about might have been two or three, maybe even four seasons, I can't remember. And the guy who was um, head judge at the time was going to be competing. Mm. 
So Kim approached me to step up and be head judge. So I was really excited to have that privilege. It's a big privilege. I don't take it for granted. And um, and I think that's one thing that makes me oh, – I think it makes all of us really good judges is that because we've been on the other side, mm. all the judges have stepped on stage at some point mm-hmm. and we've all been on the other side. So now that we sit back and judge, we do take it very seriously. We understand how much effort everyone has put into – competing and being on stage so we want to give them that great experience as well mm. yeah 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 do you have it when so when the winner class comes out like when they walk out have you almost like within the first say 20 seconds <laughs> you found the winner maybe 30 <laughs> <laughs> yep yep no, no, you're like no, and no. you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it does feel that way like when you can look at a lineup and with your experience, you could just, you know, almost I could flash a photo and then you're like that guy or that girl yeah. <laughs> straight away. Yeah, look, the longer you do it, obviously, the more experience and a lot easier it is and you get a lot quicker at it. Um, I've judged at nationals as well many mm. times now and nationals is even quicker. Mm. Um, so you do get to really have the eye yeah. to pick it up quite quickly. Have you had it where like two competitors were so close and it's like i don't know who to pick well funny you say that we were at nationals in canberra um i can't even remember when it was and we had two girls going for the overall winner so it was the short class and the tall class Mm. and every which way we judged the overall we couldn't split it we could not split it so in the end we had to get them to do each quarter turn and go right that person won that side that person won that side and break it down that much and break down every individual pose and in the end we go all right six to four or whatever it was and that's that's how we had to break it that's the tightest it's ever been yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, for sure and and it does get that way with with certain like somebody might have better conditioning but somebody else might but they might have better conditioning but not as much size and mm-hmm. then somebody's got more size not as good conditioning or they might have mm-hmm. you know uh, an imbalance between upper and lower body or left 100%. and right hand side but yeah. it's like but they're better here and you're trying to make all those uh visual identifications like within seconds you know it's hitting a pose 12 yep. people hit a pose at once and you're trying to see all 12 yeah. <laughs> you know yep. it, it can be very difficult and also too you've got to stick to the category as well so you've got to kind of look at them and go well who's got the best category fit yeah mm. and if no one has the best category Degree fit, well, then you have to go for the best on stage. Mm. Mm. So you've got to kind of look at those criteria of the category and really hone in on that. Yeah. So with, with the category, so if if you said say um, uh, so figure for what what would specifically be for women's figure? Similar to men's bodybuilding, you know, you got to have the balance upper, lower, mm-hmm. right, left. You know, with the girls, probably a di- defining factor for most girls is having tight glutes because obviously it's harder for girls to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've seen it very several times. Um, girls look amazing from the front mm-hmm. and they turn around and their backs of their legs are all soft and spongy. Mm. I must admit, girls are getting better at that though. Yep. Um, yeah, they're definitely worth doing lots of bridges. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, we've got about eight different butt machines. <laughs> 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 yeah. But that's also creating a problem again because now they're building up their glutes mm. and they're creating an imbalance in their symmetry. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it's creating a different problem. Mm. And this is where I think, you know... Um, coaches and girls and boys and whoever they really need to start really assessing their physique Mm -hmm. and really going right you know do i need to work on my shoulders or do i need to work on Mm. quads or do it you know start Mm. really making some strong especially if you look i always say to people if you just want to walk look good walking on the beach do whatever you want right but if you're going to step up in front of me on a stage Mm. make sure you know what you're doing yeah Mm. yeah and it is good 
that they can come to people like yourself mm. uh, that will give them honest feedback and critical feedback. And I don't say, always like it. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> but, but that's what's important. Because <laughs> if, if somebody is lacking and if you are able to be in a position where they've come to you and they say, look, how do I look in this pose or the, mm. you know, in this what category or whatever? And it's like you give the feedback and it's like, well, you need you have weakness here or you have strength here. You need to work to develop this. This is the mm. thing for you. Um, whereas as when you were competing, uh, when you were, you know, looking at it, it was like, there was none of that. There was not at all. You just got on and went, uh, I guess I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, there's no posing coach. Somebody so said have no golden syrup 15 yeah, minutes before right. going on stage. Exactly. So I had a teaspoon of that <laughs> and hey. <laughs> and there wasn't. There wasn't yeah. any posing coaches. We did it from magazines. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. watching videos or going to shows previously. Yeah. That's, that's how I learned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the people today, they actually do have it quite easy. They mm. don't think they do, but they do. Right. I don't love the fact there's so many more categories and so many, like, where I'm working at the moment, obviously in the gym, there's, there's so many people that are constantly, um, you know, looking at different shows that they're doing and it's people that you wouldn't think were really into training, uh, or sorry, into, like, bodybuilding stuff and then it's like, oh, well, I'm entering a competition and it's like in, you know, 12 weeks and they get their diet sorted and... You see their progress over those twelve weeks, and they get grumpier and sadder. And <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're good. But uh, you see the progress that they're making towards like a goal, and it's like to have that opportunity with the two seasons that are available now with ICN. Uh, whereas prior to that, you know, it was one show a year, and it was very underground. It was like no one really knew what it was. Yeah. No one really knew what a diet plan was. Like you were making it up as you went. You were getting information off. The, the guy who might know something, yeah. you know, and it was, yeah, whereas what, what I liked training with Olympic, the the um, the gym that you run, it, it was that culture. Like yeah. those people that were training there were all into that sport, yeah. uh, which was rare to find. It was like, oh, this is this is the place. Everyone here knows about everything, um, whereas it was very hard to find that in any other sort of commercial gyms. It was yeah. mostly people that were just trying to get a bit fitter and that sort of thing. You wouldn't see like you know people that were training specifically for a competition. But now it's like I don't know, maybe a, a, uh, maybe ten percent of the people that are coming to the gym that, that, that where I'm working that are actually training for competitions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and have you ever worked outside of a gym or? Is it yeah, I used to work in IT. That was actually my real oh. job. Okay, <laughs> so you escaped the IT world. To yeah, yeah. Well, I always worked part time in. Um, so I worked in IT full time, and then I worked part time as a group fitness and personal. Tra- well, it wasn't even a personal trainer back then. They used to be a gym instructor. Mm. Gym yeah. instructor, yeah. fitness instructor. Yeah, <laughs> so you're really I, I lucky. You got a tank top with that title written on it and um so yeah i kind of worked in the fitness industry part-time as well and so and then um i worked for am i allowed to say tab and um our government decided to sell it they're they're now sponsors (laughs) (laughs) they don't know it yet but (laughs) and um yeah so i got a payout and that's when um I bought the gym because it was always my great desire to own my own gym and yeah the rest from rest is history Wonderful, that's great. And so, so really, you've you've transitioned from uh, just being somebody who idolised the physique to somebody who had the physique to somebody who was winning awards to then somebody who's judging, yeah. um, and now training and uh, and and helping people along that journey. So, as they start to get really serious about the sport, you're now one of those go to people that people can come to and say, "Hey, what's the master plan? What what do I do here? How do you guide me?" What category should I be shooting for? What should I be eating? How should I be training? How do I prepare? I, and then I don't do I actually coach people for prep 
because I think that would be a, probably seen as a massive conflict of interest, especially mm. me and her judge. Mm. When you're um, you, when you're judging, and uh, so you wouldn't be providing them with uh, food, only, uh, nutritional. No, no, no nutrition, no training. Yeah, I just say right, you need to work on this or do this, and might get go, bigger shoulders and yeah. yeah, see me next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, just because it's such a conflict of interest being head judge. I mean, I'm sure people get a bit annoyed at me even helping as many people as I do with posing, really. But yeah. you know, I don't, I don't control the diet and the prep. That's the coach. I only get them and put them in different moves and shapes. And and so, what are the things that athletes are getting wrong with posing? What's the thing that? Oh, they where do I start? <laughs> So what's, the, what's this commonality you know what? where people get it wrong? Boys are the worst. Yeah, so the boys come, they've got they've got one pose, it's a double bicep, or it's a most muscular. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need. Yeah. The whole so competition is based on that. I found this is the one for me, Yeah, uh, the most muscular. Funny um, enough, I was just watching a, video, I was watching a YouTube today, a video of um, some of the men's bodybuilding from the Nationals, and they're doing this symmetry pose, and they're leaning forward, they're doing the whole Michael Jackson smooth criminal. Oh. And I'm just going, oh, cringe. But you know, it's really quite funny. I guess. <laughs> I judged at nationals. It's criminal. It's a move. It's the smooth criminal. This is the smooth criminal. Smooth, smooth criminal round, ladies gentlemen, um, and strike the two in the middle. Smooth criminal. Okay, move on. Uh, number five, moonwalk. Number five, righto. Billy, Billy Jean. Billy Jean. Good. But um, the funny thing is, um, yeah, guys are generally the worst, but we were in um, Nationals 2019 and I was sitting between two judges from New South Wales. One's a posing coach and one's not. And I said to the one who's not, I said, is that person annoying you? Because it's annoying me because yeah. they were posing so badly. Yeah. And um, she was, nah. And then I said to the other girl who is a posing coach in New South Wales, she says, oh, my God, it's annoying. Mm. So I guess it just depends. And what's one of those little annoying things that you, you see people do that you just think, if you, you'd just be better if you didn't? <laughs> um, oh, the most, the mo- one of the most annoying poses is lat spreads where the guys put their hands up like this uh. as if they're riding their Harleys. <laughs> Instead of you know holding their really? arms down, I've never seen that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, That's that, hilarious. Because so they try, they can't get their lats out like this, uh, so they bring their arms up higher. Right. Oh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I just walk around like that. yeah. I, I yeah. Thought I see, um, yeah. People, yeah. Night, nightclub walk, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ILS, imaginary lad syndrome. <laughs> it, That's affect, right. it affects one in three bridges. Um, <laughs> see your doctor for advice. Yeah, that's right. No, no, no. See your gym, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is funny, though, when people do try to disguise things in posing like you can't see it. Like, yeah. as if... <laughs> You're like, I can see you. you you're in a G-string. You're I in see front everything. of me right now. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't my first go around here. And I think that's the most annoying. I probably get even more frustrated now because there is so much help out there mm. that you should be able to get your posing right. Yeah. And, I mean, I had a guy come to me last season, three weeks before the show. Mm-hmm. That's your first mistake. Mm. And, um, and then he goes, oh, but I'm only competing in novice, so it doesn't matter. Mm. And I'm going, I think he felt because he wasn't competing in novice that his posing could be of a novice standard. Right. And I'm going, mm. I'm quite work that way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's just, and that's again, lack of education. Mm. 
And, and and is that almost like they're, they're willing to put in all the work they do all or like they've built up the muscle over years they, they they then go through that whole process of dieting and and preparation and all the nutrition and everything they need to do to optimize for that moment and then they turn up and they've got the harley going and the smooth criminal <laughs> no chance and and and, and, you, and you think why 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 <laughs> i hope somebody smooth criminal <laughs> leans in the next show I, I I wanted to become a legitimate move now. I want to see it sanctioned. Well, Compulsory I was pose. Say, get Kim in next week and ask him. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. You see all these people in the gym training it. Like, yeah. I need to get my ankle flexibility going. I'm training ankles today. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So with with the posing and and obviously all the categories have different styles of posing. Yeah. Um, and which would you say is people seem to find the hardest to pick up? Because I, when I when I when the bikini stuff first sort of became popular, yeah, that walk, <laughs> <laughs> that walk they do, and the constant wiggling with their hands and waving and this and that, and I'm like, we've, stop! We've who wrote that, that book? down. We yeah. have toned that down. Right. The arms, yeah. The walk is still, uh, but, but, you know. They're, they're jazz hands. That's what they are. They're <laughs> Very expressive. Uh, yeah. Telling a story yeah. as they're walking. <laughs> through, through wrist and, and, and digit movement. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. One of the reasons why they do that walk is because they don't want their legs to wobble. Right. But it is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But of, of all the categories and poses, um, would you say that people find the hardest to sort of pick up or that is most I think difficult? it's just a general, like, I think it's up to you. You know, some people are more coordinated, so they're going to pick up posing a lot quicker. Um, I think, like you said, boys probably have at least done a double bicep in their mm. life at least once, let's mm. be honest. Um, some, some more. Never. Some. <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I think um, with the... Newer categories, your angles have to be a little bit more like with the bodybuilding. It's just front on bicep, mm. lats, chest. You know, it's that. It's it's. I wouldn't say it's simple, but it's. it's <laughs> I'll give you a lesson after. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My NASA Olsen buddy was. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's a bit more. It's it's not. There's not all the fluffy bits in between. It's very rigid, and yep. and I've even done that sometimes where I've had a girl that comes to me that. Um, is somewhere between fitness and figure. Mm. I'll do the posing. I'll teach her a couple fitness poses and a couple figure poses, and whichever way she does is better. Mm-hmm. I'll go right. Yeah, you should do that. Gonna, That's what because you're naturally you're, yeah, your movements. You move. More. You move more naturally on that way or that uh. way. So if. That's if they're in the middle. Mm, yeah. um, you know, things like that. You can always use little tools like that to help decide. Because mm. you'll find generally, especially with the girls, they're kind of always in the middle. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So the categories for women. This was a bikini figure fitness. fitness. Um, that's it. Oh, okay. Oh, and I mean, I think IFBB has physique as well. We don't right. have. I mean, we do have as a class, but we don't have very many people doing it. So not at a state level, anyway. Yeah. What What sort of physique are you looking for? Let's say um, for for the bikini, um, and then yeah. So if for each category, what what sort of if somebody is looking at competing and they're like, oh, I, um, what sort of physique would I have for? Which category? Okay. Well, for bikini, it's sort of a bit more of, I'm going to say a Kim Kardashian kind of look, but obviously more toned, not as big on the glutes, but <laughs> that softer look. A bit, you know, but you want to look like you've trained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, 
like bikini now to five years ago has, ch- has changed so much again. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. What, what was it? What is it? It now? was a lot softer, whereas oh. it's got a bit more muscular now. Right. Um, and then the fitness is a bit more muscle and a, obviously leaner, six pack mm-hmm. displayed. Mm-hmm. And then figure is more muscular and leaner again. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so somebody who's who's looking at training and then it's like, well, I'm not sure which category I would sort of fit. You'd, you'd need to either look at previous competition history and mm-hmm. say, well, what, you know, which one do I lean to? Or go to a posing coach like yourself. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Or even, like I said, you know, if you're hell-bent, like if you really want to be a bikini girl, mm. train like a bikini girl. Don't train like a figure girl. Don't do mm. power moves. And, mm. you know, think I think people sometimes get lost on – training like i mean if you're a footballer mm-hmm. you don't swim in a pool right yeah you kick the ball you do strength work that's related to the game etc etc and i think that's where people are looking losing sight of when they train for a competition mm. they're not going right i want to do bikini so i'm going to train like a bikini girl mm-hmm. not like a figure girl or like a power lifter or you know things like that mm. so so who are the exciting um up-and-coming athletes here in australia right now that you've got your eye on I don't really have my own anyway. No, no, no. <laughs> well, that you get excited to see come on stage to see how they're progressing, or um, I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, no, I Who, just kind of. No, no one's exciting the head judge, so oh, uh, no. step up, somebody yeah. step up, make, on, make an impact, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. This is your opportunity. Yeah. Well, who, who who won the the uh, overall? Uh, national yeah. title. National right. title? Yeah, from last year maybe. Um, well, we just had a state show, um, national title show here recently. Mm. Oh. And there was a um, – in Sydney, sorry. There was a girl who competed in fitness. I can't even think of her name, but she was pretty amazing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, she was from Queensland. Mm. And there was a girl um, who did figure – like I don't even know half these people's names. I think her name was Katie. She mm. was from Queensland as well. Amazing figure athlete. Mm. Amazing. She looked phenomenal. So yeah. even, even now you'll get athletes get on the stage and you'll just – Wow, they'll blow yeah. you away. 100%. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because especially when you've seen it all and been around the sports for so long, to still, you know, to be in awe of what you see on stage just yeah. kind of shows how uh, the sport continues to progress and, and the athletes surprise. Yeah. What about for the men's categories? Like, what would you say physique-wise for each? So you've got open, obviously, the bodybuilding side of it, yeah. and then you've got fitness. Men's uh, physique. Classic, yeah. So it's similar to the, body, to the girls. Mm-hmm. I'd say fitness is kind of like the bikini. Men's fitness is mm-hmm. kind of like that, you know, male body, um, muscle, like a beach body kind of look, mm-hmm. quite lean. Um, and then you've got the men's physique, which is kind of like if you want to step up to bodybuilding, but you don't quite have the legs, okay. mm, cover them up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then also too for the bodybuilding where you've got the more of the overall muscular development. Yep. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. been interesting to see how classics really evolved over recent times. Classic it? is uh, that honestly it, it, was my favourite category. Do you feel like it's the future? I think like there's a big future in it. I really do. Yeah, yeah I love it. And I think um, because in ICM we don't do the routines anymore, and a lot of federations aren't doing routines anymore just because right. of the time factor. Okay. Um, so I think that kind of brings that routine element back in 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 a sort of a sneaky way. Yeah. Yeah. So, because for for me, like a, you know, a, like most people, my introduction to to weight training or bodybuilding was watching Pumping Iron, or of or course. at least ca- came along very early in the in the in the weight lifting journey, and and you kind of look back at those those physiques of that time, and you know that that seemingly epitomised the the optimal uh, male physique at, at at that point, and to 
to see where bodybuilding went and and how it was extrapolated to you know the the, the mass monster era of the of the nineties, and mm. then to see that there was you know still although it wasn't being shown, there was this real hunger to see those classic physiques on stage and to see those guys. But even now, those guys seemingly in the last three seasons have just gotten bigger and bigger and, and, I, th- and bigger I think that's again. the really sad thing. I mean, back in, back in my day, we were lucky enough. We had um, Lee Haney, mm. Dorian Yates, mm-hmm. Sean Ray mm-hmm. come and do guest posing at the local shows. I yeah. mean, how cool would that be, you know? And, mm. I, and I'm so I'm lucky to have seen them. But who does guest poses these days? Yeah, they don't mm. want to be seen in off-season. They're 400 pounds. <laughs> and no tan. No, no. <laughs> just, a, just a white blob. It's a blob. <laughs> it's just a blob. With eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. and, and what's your take on those, those, those guys that, that just let it all go out in the off-season? And, and, and like for, for a sport that, that you know, does – at its at its root has that um, health ethic attached to it. Do you really think it has health, health ethic? <laughs> I, I think that it's most people that go to a gym <laughs> to train do so because they think that that's more healthy than not training. And I hundred percent so, agree with that. And then and then you kind of you push through that, and there's then there's at the extreme end of the spectrum. Men's open bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I think it's, a, it's, it's almost—it's almost the fish eating the, its own tail. Like it, it comes all the way around, yeah. and and so you got those guys, and they're—they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, how do you, how do you feel that? represents the sport that you've essentially given your life to well i think it's like anything i mean you look at say there's so many people swimming for fitness but you've got someone like ian thorpe who once he retired or michael oh not michael oh, who was um, the other guy jeff Hugel. Yeah. i mean oh, you know, Jeffy, yeah. yeah i think it's just a progression if you're going to compete in at, at a high level mm. it's probably really hard to keep it everything under can you know to that norm yeah um yeah, so I think, and I think also too, not that that's a balance thing, but I do think you need an off season to get some balance. I think you know yeah. these people that live the lifestyle on twelve months of the year and take their Tupperware containers everywhere—that's mm. not normal. Mm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's hard. hard to so like that's not normal. Like, there's living the lifestyle, sure, but you've got to enjoy life as well. And I think that's one of the problems that um, I'd say girls will have probably more so than boys. Mm. Boys probably do as well, but. Mm. I think it's trying to find that balance. And I think if they find balance, then they probably would last in the sport a lot longer. Mm. I think it's hard to keep living that extreme for 12 months, even if you're not com- – or two years or whatever. Yeah. Um, and has that been the secret to your your ongoing passion for the sport, do you think? I really think it did help me when I was competing. And because, you know, as soon as I came with comp prep, I went back to normal. I went out with my friends. I did normal things. I wouldn't take Tupperware containers everywhere and, you know – Stuff like that because I think you need that balance, mm. Mm. yeah, mentally as well as physically. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, w- I wouldn't have wanted um, the opportunity to go away without asking, but um, uh, uh, how, how alarming do you feel it is the recent spate of deaths in in the bodybuilding community um, that seemingly have just popped up? It seems quite unusual it and is, out of the blue. It is pretty scary, um, but you know. What what is it? You know, I, th- I think that's the under underlying it's factor. You don't really know what it is. I mean, we've even had cricketers. Cricketers, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's just a real sports people right across the the, the board. Mm. Um, it, it, I, I was just on YouTube the other day, and uh, you know, almost every time you jump on there, there's another RIP so and so. You know, young and older, but uh, yeah, seemingly indiscriminate in a way that we weren't seeing a, a few years ago. It's yeah. a, it's a just um, it's a tragedy that it seems to be impacting a lot of strength sports in particular, and yeah, and people that have you know that are in that space, young and old. Yeah, so absolutely. It's a very yeah. very scary thing. 
Yeah. yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, what you're saying before with the mentality side of things, the people I, th- I see this a lot with people that do compete, and this might contribute to the fact that only five percent return. Um, I think it, it when they're when they're competing and they're dieting and they're getting towards a show and they're getting a lot of positive feedback from people that are surrounding them and saying, "Oh my, you're, you're doing, good. you're looking great, you're looking amazing, you're, you're, you're gonna win, yeah, you're gonna you're win, gonna you're definitely so gonna win." Well, yeah, <laughs> and there's all this positive like attention which you know people are trying to encourage somebody and they might be genuine in what they're saying and saying hey we want you to do well and you're looking great um and then the competition happens and whatever whether they won or whether they came last it doesn't matter but it's after that when you go back to normal like a normal healthy eating routine and you are going to put body fat back on you are going to go back to a normal level of health Mm -hmm. and you don't get any of the like positive attention that you were getting. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people sort of spiral out from there because it's like, oh, everyone was like really it's appreciative. Like the, the dysmorphia. And, I'm, and I'm not what I was on competition show. Like I'm not 3% body fat. And it's like, yeah, you're not, that's not a normal thing to, to do and no. to hold on to. And I think that's where the social media part plays a lot in fact because, I mean, when I competed, you didn't know who you were going to be up against on the day. Mm. You might have heard whispers. Yeah. But you really didn't know until you rocked up on the day, that's when you knew who you were competing against. Mm-hmm. Whereas these days, posing classes, everyone knows who's competing, everyone's talking, everyone's pictures on social media. And I think it kind of sets up a really high um, extreme of failure in a way mm. because, you know, you're trying to achieve, you know, you've put all your pictures up on Instagram looking amazing mm. and then when you go back to normal, it's just like, Oh, I don't oh. want to post any pictures. No, yeah. you know, and I think that's kind of it a bit like sort of what you're saying as mm. well. That yeah. emotional roller coaster that's yeah. also attached. And yeah. 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 When you should be feeling really happy because now you're all of a sudden can eat again. <laughs> and you go, Oh no. Yeah. I don't like yeah. looking normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But but normal might be still be like amazing great health yeah. and yeah. Look awesome. And it's like, but if you're comparing yourself to the way you looked on stage where you did a sixteen week prep, you know, to, to get to that point. Um, and you, and know, you had your tan, you yeah, had tan makeup, and, and the and right yeah. angles and lighting and yeah. everything like that. It's like, oh, it's I don't look like yeah. that anymore. It's like, yeah, but you were that for like a few hours, yeah, <laughs> two minutes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, so what do you think is the the future um, of bodybuilding here in Australia and around the world? Do you think it's more of uh, more categories to accommodate more physique types, or do what you think more categories could we add? <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. You know, um, the, the Dave Stockbridge category. <laughs> that's got to be got to be one for the middle age. Smooth criminal round, category. That's smooth smooth criminal. Criminal. the best smooth best criminal. Smooth criminal. Yeah. I, I would enter Instead that. Instead of most muscular, we'll put that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet more people would turn up for yeah. that. I'm yeah. here for the smooth criminal oh, round. I, I, I look, I really don't want to see any more categories, to be honest. No more I, categories? Look, so I don't think we need them. Less categories. <laughs> we got uh, the right amount of categories. Categories that fight each other. <laughs> I, think, I, think I think the categories think are good because, you, because sure. you've got the different balances, like, you know, the small, medium, let's say small, medium, large. You've kind of got yep. the bikini, the fitness and the figure. So you can fit in wherever you like. Yep. Same as the fitness, men's physique and the... Um, Bodybuilding. Open bodybuilding, yeah. yeah. Mm. So I think it kind of works well. And I think if you start adding too many more categories, it just adds more confusion. And, it, and as you were saying before, how some of these categories have kind of uh, morphed over recent times, all the expectations around the, the categories have morphed. Uh, do, you, uh, do you see them uh, changing dramatically from the template that's laid down now? Or do you feel like these categories are now settling into what the ideal aesthetic should be? And that th- that's likely I think the to categories, be? yeah, I think they've settled. But I think you're always going to get those people that 
Step in, a, in the wrong category. Yeah. yeah, step in the wrong category. Or people that might be in a category that because of their dominance in it, they get to kind of in some part dictate what's mm-hmm. a good thing in, in those categories. Yeah. A little bit like Dorian Yates might, mm-hmm. might have done where all of a sudden everybody wanted a massive back or yeah. mm-hmm. I must admit, or I will, needed one to I win. I will say like IFBB bikini, because that's such a high standard, has probably upped ICN bikini. Right. And that's mm-hmm. why I think it's sort of that's progressed the bikini class because I, I could probably pull out winners from five years ago and they could probably step just get them step on stage now mm. and they probably wouldn't even place. Yeah. Incredible. Because it's really progressed. Mm. Wow. It, it's really amazing that the, the sports kind of the, the progressing and the and the judging's iterating down to these, these really specific uh, expectations mm-hmm. that uh, and and how quickly the athletes can kind of meet that and um, it's kind of amazing. It's, mm. it's amazing that the, the, these micro adjustments can be made to, in accommodation because I can't imagine the girls are training any less now or any more now, should I say, than say five years ago. Mm-hmm. But it's just you know how they fine tune themselves in yeah. preparation to best suit the criteria that you're yeah. after. Mm. I think it's really tough too because like there was one girl. I know she was mad as hell. Um, she got feedback to make these adjustments, and she came back and made those adjustments, mm. but she still didn't place. But the problem is everyone just was happy. Like, she did make improvements, but everyone that she was up against was just better. Right. Mm. So she was disappointed. She was, well, I did my feedback and I did it and da-da-da-da. And I still didn't win and I can understand her frustration, but mm. we can't control who she's up against. No. That's right. The, the, the game moved on. Yeah. 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 That's what I would yeah. say to people. Like, if you're competing, it's not that you're actually competing against the other people on the stage. Because of the nature of the show, it's judged, you know, it, it's an opinion uh, by a table of judges, it's like it's you versus you. Like you're trying to get in the best shape and, and trying to fit that category's description as best as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all you have control over as to who, whatever whoever else is entering in the competition. That's that's not up to you. It shouldn't be part of your focus in terms of oh well, there's this guy or this guy or that's going to compete. It's like so what? Like you are doing this for you, and it's about like when you step on stage did you put in 100 percent effort and do everything you could to you know reach your potential in this area it's like well yes i did well you couldn't have done anything else the, the, the result of the show really is irrelevant to the knowledge that you've put the the time and effort in to get yourself to that point so i think a lot of people will sort of go oh but this and you know i came third but it's like how did you look on the day? You know, how did you feel? Like, were you happy with your preparation? Like, do you, do you think you'd do that again? Like, what, you know, what did you think you could have done better? Those are the things that you can control. Those are the elements that that are actually important mm-hmm. because you know somebody else winning or having a better physique was nothing to do with you. <laughs> it's like if you did everything you could and stepped on stage in the best condition that you could, if you if you posed correctly, if you did everything that was there, mm-hmm. then that's. Yeah, you've Best done your do. job. Yeah, yeah. And but I think the problem is people forget it's a subjective sport, right? Mm. And it's not like running a race. Like if we were running a race and mm. your time was this and your time was that and my time was this, well, on a good day I might be able to beat you right. or whatever. But you know we know each other's times. But with this, it's such a subjective yeah. sport, so you can't yeah. go in and go, yeah, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I'm going to get my pro card because right. it just doesn't work like that. Exactly. Yeah, mm. and, and like you said, you know, the, the judging table can be different um, year to year, season to season even week to week where, you know, you might go in states and mm-hmm. come second and then the week later you go nationals and, and win and yeah. it's like, well, there's different mm-hmm. judges. Um, yeah, so TV's <laughs> <GP's> playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, so it, it does come down to that. Yep. But um, there's so many different elements. I, I just really hope that people that do compete, they do it for themselves and like don't do it for anyone else. Don't, it's like, and don't do it like I'm going to go and win. You're not going to, like, don't go in 
thinking it's a competition. It's you versus you. Yeah. I think they kind of do – it's a hard call because I do agree with you, but then I think there's, like, lots of people go yeah, for the why. They go, oh, you know, like they're doing it because it's their 40th birthday or, mm. you know, it's a bucket list thing or mm. I want to wear a pretty bikini. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and they, they – and they – so that's good, but they do need to have that competitive aspect. So I think it's finding that middle ground that you've got to realise it is a competition, but don't go in expecting to win, mm. if that makes sense. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so we wrap up? Well, we, we, we can wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had one, one last question. If, uh, go on, If go you've on. got time. Yeah. yeah, go on. This is something that's really always annoyed me, is people competing in the <laughs> natural competitions that are not natural. Mm-hmm. How do you see it? I look. I don't even <laughs> think. Can about I it. say that on? Can yeah. I swear? Oh, look, I totally agree, disagree with it. I mean, look, you know, if there's enough, let's say, druggy shows, if yeah. you want to compete in a druggy show, every other show, go <laughs> compete in. And be look, I think it's like it's really disrespectful to natural athletes. Like they've gone up there trying to do their best, and um, and can you tell? Can you see? And you think, oh, hang on, that's um, off. That's out. That's not quite. Well, you know, we can't look at things and go, that's not quite right. But obviously we can't assume. Yeah. But if it's um, outside of the aesthetic and it's creating, a, a say, a disproportionate physique it, 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 and you have a suspicion... They would normally get drug tested. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 We do have drug testers with ICN, so they will get drug tested. Yep. Um, normally overall winners, um, anyone that we think questionable yeah we will get them drug tested you just refer them and and go from there yeah so so really if if it's um you know if it is it's really important placing or it's a you know it's something that leads to perhaps a competitor moving to the next level or going to nationals or heading to mm-hmm. worlds as a result then th- those people are definitely getting better it's just that you know th- there might be some that make their way into mm-hmm. uh, from time to time but do you see that as being a, a, a problem uh, from a natural uh, perspective is yeah, that I something do. that We've still got to remain really vigilant about. I think we do. I think, you know, to keep um, people honest. Mm. And, you know, I think it's just important for the sport. Mm. I really do. Like I said, like if you want to go do gear and stuff, that's not my, my thing. But if yeah. you want to do it, I'm not going to judge you for it. Yeah. But stay no, in your own not, lane. You're not going to judge them. <laughs> exactly. Stay it, in your own lane. They will not be allowed to compete. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and I, I think, agree. I think it's, just, it's just unfortunate. I mean, like, you know... I don't know how these people sleep at night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and and how? Know. What sort of pride could you take in winning a competition that's designed for people who are natural? Mm. And if you're not natural, it's like, yeah, I won. It's like, yeah, but you cheated, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's I know. Like, did you win in the other one? You could have gone in the other one. Yeah, <laughs> but they probably. And you know what? They probably wouldn't have won in exactly. The other that's one. why they're going in the. <laughs> it's been really interesting. Say, like in um, so uh, Aussie rules football more recently, and and swimming has certainly had its uh, challenges mm-hmm. with trans athletes, and mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be a, an issue in bodybuilding. Not not in men's not open. Not in men's open. Not anyway. yet. <laughs> yeah. oh, I wonder what's going to happen there. Not yet. I don't think it ever will be in men's open. Uh, yeah. A problem, but um, <laughs> but with but with female, yeah, it, is that is that something that's on the radar? Is that something uh, that I know a coach in Adelaide did have a request from someone in Germany to coach them, and they were trans, mm. and mm. they wanted to do a bikini, mm. Mm. but um, the person didn't take it on just because partly I guess because in Germany and stuff like that, I guess it was going to be too hard. But mm. yeah. I know um, some people have been approached about it. Um, I just don't know how it would go. I don't know even know how you judge that. 
Yeah, that's strange. Mm. That's, wow. Yeah, a bridge you'd have to cross when it comes to, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll retire that week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh. Well, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. But uh, thank you again for coming in to thank the show. Thank you for asking me. I've had a great time. Thank you. Yeah, thank that's you. great. Yeah, yeah, we really appreciate yeah. it. So it is the Daily Combat podcast and uh, Esther uh, pedistic, um, uh, and <laughs> he didn't want to say. I didn't want to say. It. I did get there in the. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was right, but um, and and on Instagram it's stage one posing. Correct. And, yeah. Uh, Olympic muscle and fitness, fitness. in Ronella. Yeah. Uh, and you run the poser classes every Sunday. Yep, Sunday. We normally run them twelve weeks before the show, but I, will, I obviously do one-on-ones all year through. So you know, I always suggest as a competitor, come have a few one-on-ones with whichever coach. Obviously, choose me. <laughs> but if you don't choose me, that's okay. Um, but you know, always go and have a, probably about four mm. one-on-ones where we can really tweak and make the posing suit you mm. yeah. and your physique, mm. and then join group. Right. That way, and group classes is a great opportunity, A, to meet like, like-minded people, but more importantly, stand next to other competitors. Because mm. when you're standing in the mirror at the group fitness room and wherever, and you're just training on your own, um, you've got all this room. Mm. But on stage, you're more like this. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So it's a good opportunity to get to and stand next to other people. And if I want to refine my smooth criminal, can I just come <laughs> just along? Just call me, man. I'll do it for you for free. One on one. Excellent. Okay, thank you again, everybody. (laughs) Daily Combat Podcast, Hollywood Mac Holloway, Dave Stockbridge, and Esther (laughs) Pedistin. All right.